You're listening to Know Your Rights with Ellen Firestone. What's going on, guys? Greg here, and you are tuned in to Know Your Rights with Ellen Firestone, and we are going to go over Article 19 of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Ellen, tell us about Article 19. Thanks, Greg. So Article 19 is everyone has the right to freedom of opinion and expression. This right includes freedom to hold opinions without interference and to seek, receive, and impart information and ideas through any media and regardless of frontiers. Regardless of frontiers, meaning no matter what country. Right. Uh, So we have with us today, Will Seabrook. Will was with us for Article 15 and gave us a better understanding of that article. Today, Will's going to share with us how he has used music as a media for imparting information about human rights. Will actually founded a 501c3 nonprofit organization, Rock for Human Rights, in 2011 after being asked to help create music for one of the public service announcements produced by United for Human Rights. Thanks for being with us today, Will. Before we start, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and Rock for Human Rights? Sure. Um, I grew up overseas mainly. I'm an American, but my parents were teachers for military dependents in Europe. And I happened to be there when the Iron Curtain fell, essentially. So the Berlin Wall came down. We were living in Germany at the time. And it really, I was just a kid then, Uh and it really had a profound effect on me. I was interested in music from an early age. But I didn't really get into it fully until high school, and I did a project CD, and that got into the hands of a producer in L.A. Uh who flew me out, and I did some recording out there, and one thing led to another, and I got a recording contract and then a major label contract. And so for several years in my 20s, I toured around, and I did radio and TV and things like that, and it was really fun. It was just uh, it was an interesting way to live my life. Never boring. <laughs> a, lot, a lot going on, a lot to figure out. And then I got married and I had a son. And I sort of almost by accident took time off from being on the road so much to spend more time with my family. So I got into some other creative things. And during that time, I was approached by a friend who was putting together some music for these really beautiful public service announcements. If you go to humanrights.com, you can see them. They're just these beautifully done videos, Uh and they were about the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. And at the time, I said, well, what is that? That sounds nice, and just had no idea what it was. I'd never heard of this document, and I'm a pretty well-traveled, educated guy. And so I, I had just never heard anything about it. And so I learned about that, and I saw the final public service announcement videos when they came out, and they just were so moving and so well done. And I just got very excited about the concept of of going out and playing music to live audiences because I knew what what an impact a great live music experience can have on an audience when it's well done. It's kind of my favorite music artists kind of create their whole they create a whole universe and they invite you into it, if that makes sense. I've always just been so moved by that experience and I try to create that experience for every audience I'm in front of. And so I just decided at that point that I really wanted to somehow use these beautiful human rights materials, the videos, and then there are booklets made by uh, an organization I partner with called Youth for Human Rights. And they've got these very, they've taken what's essentially a legal document, which is as interesting as it sounds, (laughs) (laughs) but it's so important. It's so vitally important, this information. And so they took this 
kind of dry legal language, and they simplified it and kind of humanized it and brought it to life where the average person can very easily understand what these rights are and how they apply in, in their own lives. And I was so impressed with that effort, I sort of wanted to be a Pied Piper for that. So I started Rock for Human Rights. It's a 501c3 nonprofit, so it's uh, donations in the U.S. are tax deductible for people. And we just started touring, and I've been doing that now uh, since the first real tour was in about 2014, and I've tried to do something major every year, minimally, since then. That's fantastic. So, um, you know, in regards to this particular human right, Article 19, why do you think this article was important enough to be included in a document that's considered to be universal or for, for all human beings? It's a great question in terms of why... Why is the ability for the average person to express him or herself openly and publicly and, and really to speak your mind, why is that so vital and valuable? And what I've experienced in all my travels, and I've been very fortunate, I've traveled all over the world. I've performed in, in many different countries in the U.S., in Europe, in Asia, and South America. What I've observed is that real change, for the better and worse, comes about typically from individuals. So it's not a government doesn't create change. Individual people facilitate change, for better or for worse. Mm -hmm. And so the ability for individuals to stand up in the face of a negative change, for instance, the ability to stand up and speak truth to power, as the saying goes, is the difference between descending into lawlessness and chaos or a very authoritarian way of governing and ruling versus an open society where through that struggle, through that dialogue, as unpleasant as it can be sometimes, we come to a middle ground which tends to serve the greater good more on average than other systems of government. So democracy is the farthest thing from perfect. I think anyone who lives in a democracy would agree it is not perfect. But of, of the options available to us, I believe it's the best. And a thriving democracy really depends on an informed citizenry, people who understand the issues that they're facing as a country, as a society, and have creative, constructive ideas that will help move things forward and, and make sure that things are better for their kids than it was for them. Because I, I, for me, that's what life is about. We're here to help each other. We're here to learn. And we're here to make amazing, fun things happen and be proud of what we've built and what we've created. That's awesome. So you know, your nonprofit, Rock for Human Rights, has been using music as the media to teach human rights. Can you give us an example of some of the things you've done and what has been your greatest success to date? I've learned a lot over the years. And one thing that I did, I partnered with Youth for Human Rights, this organization that I mentioned. They have a chapter in Taiwan. And many years ago now, I went over to Taiwan for the first time. My parents actually lived in mainland China off and on for 10 years, so I'd been there. But I'd never been to Taiwan before and just really fell in love with the people and the culture and the food. And I, I absolutely love it there. I hope, Hopefully I'll be going back in the next year uh, again for the third trip. And I'm very excited about that. What I observed about their organization and the way that they're running things is that they really focused on schools there, 
which made a lot of sense to me. And if you go to a fifth grader and you say, would you rather go to math class or go hear a rock concert? <laughs> I, I think 999 out of 1,000 fifth graders are going to say, I choose the rock concert. So we're able to go into schools, and it's typically, we do elementary schools, but typically it's middle school and above. So middle school, junior high, high school, college sometimes. And that's the audience where they really can get into the meat of this material. And we go and we set up and we essentially create a multimedia experience for them. So we play a full-on, typically a full-on plugged-in rock concert with a full band and a sound system. We have a video screen that plays these beautiful public service announcements, and there's a short film that we play, The Story of Human Rights. Again, all that's available at humanrights.com, and that's all done by our partner organization. And then what I try to do is I write music based on these human rights precepts and based on the concepts underneath them. Because, again, how do you take a dry legal document and make it make sense to a fifth grader? You do that by telling stories. Mm -hmm. and you relate it to real-life experiences. And so I really want to empower kids to understand that they they are the people who grow up to change the world. Everybody was a kid at some point, and, and the people who change the world tend to be the dreamers and the people who are willing to color outside the lines a little bit and take risks. And my hope is to inspire that future generation to be aware of these issues and really be able to understand them so that they can think with them as they get older, as they start to make their major life decisions. What do I want to do? What do I want my life to be about? How how do I want to make the world a better place? How do I want to contribute? And I hope that kids come away from our performances understanding that human rights is not this sort of abstract concept that takes care of itself. It really requires that we all have this awareness and we all take some level of responsibility. And I say to kids, I'm not expecting everybody to go out and join the Peace Corps tomorrow. That's not what this is about at all. Mm -hmm. Human rights can be as simple as biting your tongue when you're having a bad day and you want to blow up at your friends. You just don't do it. You know, you just take a deep breath and count to 10 and, and change the subject and, and go for a walk and feel a little bit better. Just finding a thousand small ways in your environment every day of your life to make the environment around you a little bit better right. and not to contribute to a toxic environment. Mm -hmm. All of those are making human rights a reality in ways big and small, and sometimes it's the littlest thing that can make a difference in somebody else's day and in their life. You never know the effect that you're going to have on somebody else. Right. Thank you. The last question, which you kind of already got into, can you give some ways that people can promote or protect this particular human right? I think we are living at a time when language on every side of the political and ideological spectrum has been weaponized for profit, really. There's no other way to explain it, but we are being separated and categorized through literally through algorithms, through computer programs, through the powers that be in terms of uh, economics, finance, major companies, corporations. Um, and, and I don't want it to sound like conspiracy theory, because I think the average, certainly American, is aware that some of these things are going on. And you don't have to dig very deep to see the, the truth of this in mm -hmm. everyday society right now. We're, we're being sort of imprisoned in our own echo chamber. So the things that show up on my Facebook feed are very different 
than the things that show up on somebody else's who lives in another part of the country who maybe uh, speaks English as a second language, for instance, uh, who comes from a different racial or economic background, uh, whose interests and hobbies are different than mine. Their Facebook feed is very, very different than mine, as mm-hmm. an example. And that's true of sometimes of Google searches, all, all kinds of things. And so the ability to and, and the energy that it takes to reach across the ideological or religious or social aisle, so to speak, and try to understand things from another point of view, another perspective, is something that I feel we are losing. And we're being rewarded for digging in and having these very entrenched viewpoints and being punished for being willing to have a genuinely open dialogue. And I think the, the, the most rebellious thing you, a person can do right now is to be level-headed and openly communicate and be willing to hear all points of view and, cons- and genuinely, with an open heart and an open mind, consider other points of view. Right. And so I, I think that if we, wanna, if we want to continue to have human rights as a reality, and especially this particular one, it behooves us to make more of an effort to teach our kids to do that, to set set our own example in, in our own communities and, and churches and environments and workplaces to be people who are just willing to quietly listen and analytically observe what's going on around us. And don't take things for granted. Don't take the information that you're being fed at face value. Ask questions. Be not cynical, but, but take everything that you hear with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. And question things. You know, don't 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 just take it for granted that what you're hearing is the truth or, or the real reality of something. Uh, observe what you know. You know, there's a definition of integrity which I love, and the concept is all integrity really is is observing something to be true, and then acting in every area of your life, no matter who you're with, no matter who you're communicating to, you act as if you are aware of that reality. So if you observe that something is true, you don't pretend that it's not true if you're talking to this person or dealing with that person. You don't sweep it under the rug. You just observe what's true for you, and then you operate in every area of your life, every relationship, every context, as if you know that thing is true. Mm -hmm. And I think life, the culture that we're living in right now, it, it will punish you for standing up and speaking your mind. But I think just because the loudest voices get get the most attention doesn't mean that they deserve it. Mm-hmm. And I think that if, if, in my experience, when you really talk to people, most people fall somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. That we, the, the majority of people are kind of right down the line. Maybe they're a little left, a little right on a particular issue. But most people are fantastic mm-hmm. and have a good head on their shoulders and think about things logically and don't live in a world where they're knee-jerk reacting to everything all the time. Right. So... I think that just a sense of calm and measured looking around in your environment mm-hmm. and, and having faith in yourself and in other people. And if you're having a bad day, acknowledge that it's a bad day. It doesn't mean the whole world's going down in a tailspin. Keeping your perspective, keeping a sense of humor and, and being willing to consider other points of view is, I, I think, vitally important right now. The world that we're the society that we're living in right now wants to give us the sense that there is us and there is them, mm-hmm. whoever them is. And the concept that I talk about is there is no them, there is only us. 
And one thing that I've learned in all my travels from the time I was very young until now and all my touring around talking to people about human rights, I can look out at any audience, any race, skin color, ethnic background, language spoken, and, I, and I've done it for a, a, a very wide variety of audiences. These, these human rights are universal for a reason. They're fundamental to the human experience. And if you read through and you really understand and get to know these human rights, there is nothing here that is extravagant or extraordinary. Mm -hmm. Absolutely every single person on the planet deserves these rights, and they should be respected in every country, everywhere around the world. People are fantastic. The vast majority of people want to live their lives, take care of their families, save up a little for retirement, go on a fun vacation, go out to eat now and again. That is life for the vast majority of people. And the people that don't look like you, that don't speak your language, that don't have your same political or social or religious beliefs are still fantastic people. And the more you communicate and the more you're willing to look and engage with people who don't think and act and speak and look exactly like you, the more I think you will see the truth of that is that most people are excellent and worth your respect and worth dignity and worth it's worth respecting their human rights just as they should respect yours. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Will, for being with us again today. It's really a pleasure. Thank you so much for doing what you do. It's just so fun to talk about these topics. I completely agree. And you know, this entire podcast series is an example of exercising the right Article 19 conveys that everyone has the right to freedom of opinion and expression. This right includes freedom to hold opinions without interference and to seek and receive and impart information and ideas through any media and regardless of frontiers. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Know Your Rights with Ellen Firestone. Check back here for upcoming episodes.